Hi, welcome back to another episode of Facts, Figures, and Fallacies from the Frontline Podcast. Today, we are continuing our series, Common QuickBooks Online Errors. And uh, today's episode seven of that series, where we're talking about revenue recognition and the correct way to categorize that uh, revenue in QuickBooks. And this will help you avoid double counting revenue and paying more tax than you need to. You don't want to do that. So this is really important. Jessica is going to uh, start us off. And without any further ado, Jessica. Thanks, Nick. So like he said, I'm going to be talking about revenue recognition in QuickBooks, what that looks like, because a lot of times uh, people end up double counting revenue. So we want to make sure you are reconciling your accounts correctly so that it shows correctly on your profit and loss. And, you know, your bank balance shows correctly on the balance sheet and so on and so forth. So without further ado, let me just jump right on into our first example. So double counting revenue, that's one of the things we talked about. And so I'm just going to give an example of something that could happen easily if you're doing it yourself or even if you have a bookkeeper. Um, So for instance, I'm going to enter a new customer because today I did work from my sample company. I'm just going to call it Books by Bessie for the sake of this example. And we're going to say I mowed a lawn for Bessie for $110, or I'm about to. So I'm going to create this invoice for Bessie, and I'm going to say, well, let's just say I designed a lawn for Bessie, just to make it easy, for $110. Okay, when I create this invoice and I hit save and close, QuickBooks has recognized this as income. So now if I go to your income statement, this is going to show that it's revenue. Now, Bessie wants to pay for this, but she wants to pay for it in two parts. Right here is the first part, $55. Now, if I record this straight to income, now we have this double counted. Or if I need to record it against the invoice, I can hit find match and put it against her invoice. So if I'm looking for Books by Bessie, here's 110. Okay, so now I'm applying it against the correct invoice. However, if you have a bookkeeper, they have no way of knowing that $55 is related to that invoice. So what we'd recommend is when you create an invoice, whenever you actually do receive the payment, you record that so that it matches within the bank feed. So let me show you how that looks. Books by Bessie, and I'm going to say she handed me that $55 check on May 1st, and you put the name number of the check, and I'm going to put it to undeposited funds, and I received the check for $55, so here my payment's $55, amount receives $55, and I'm going to hit save and close. Okay, now when I go to banking especially if you have a bookkeeper, now they're going to see, okay, you made a payment for Books by Bessie, and now it's showing that you could also match it to the open balance because you've already recorded a payment. But you want to record it to this payment and hit match. Now the revenue is correctly applied to the invoice, and we don't have two things going on. And one thing you can do on that also, if you are a small business and maybe you're making your deposits yourself and Mm -hmm. you don't 
get into your QuickBooks. Maybe we outsource all of your QuickBooks. If you will just mark that deposit, that that was from Books mm-hmm. by Bessie for uh, invoice number 220 mm-hmm. on your deposit, we can see that on your bank feed. That memo, will we can click on that check and we'll be able to see that on the bank feed. Yeah. Yeah, so sometimes clients will just put $55 income right. or deposit. And that tells us it's income, but we don't know what kind and we want to make sure we're doing it correctly. And you don't want to get a phone call from your bookkeeper saying, hey, what is this? Hey, what is this? Hey, what is this? And Jessica, um, if someone did not do it correctly, like you just showed us, and instead they just categorized that $55 deposit as sales, mm-hmm. um, one issue obviously is that they're double counting. Mm-hmm. The second issue is that the invoice is still showing as open, right? Right. So one of the ways, and for this sake, I'm going to just unmatch what I did. And so at the end of whenever you're getting your financial statements prepped or you're reviewing your books, one of the triggers is accounts receivable. And if I look at my accounts receivable, it's showing us 55 because of the, the payment that's recorded. But this is showing us 55 and then also where you can check is undeposited funds. And I'm seeing this payment that should have cleared. And if weeks or months have gone by where this is still sitting in undeposited funds, then we would know either we missed the payment or that check never got deposited. So at the end of the year, this is one of the places I check. And if I see stuff from six months ago, I'm going to go with the client and be like, did this person pay? Did this person pay? Because I don't, I don't know. Um, I mean, you could pay your accountant to go through every single deposit, but it's probably, like if it's a $50,000 check, you know if it cleared or not. And the other thing that's going to happen is you will be sending that client or mm-hmm. customer a, a receivable a late payment. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to get your account caught up. You need to get your account caught up, and they've already paid their bill. Yep. Yeah, That's exactly. True. So getting your account reconciled so that you don't end up sending an incorrect statement to someone mm-hmm. is super important. Yeah, that looks really bad on you as the yeah. <laughs> business to um, yeah. continue to request a payment that's already been given to you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, with our clients, we go through accounts receivable, we go through undeposited funds, and at the end of the quarter or month or whatever, and I see a really old invoice, I ask the client, hey, is this still open? Like we've gone through all your deposits. Is it still open? And sometimes they're like, oh yeah, I made that invoice and never sent it. Or, oh yeah, they handed me a check or they handed it to me in cash and I deposited it with other money. Like there's no way we could know about that unless right. um, we're told. So Jessica, one, one thing that I see sometimes is um, the invoice will be sent mm-hmm. for a certain amount, but for whatever reason, they decide to change. They have some type of verbal yeah. uh, agreement with the customer to change the amount um, due. Mm-hmm. So maybe they decide, hey, instead of $100 that would, would be the invoice I sent you, just pay me 90 because mm-hmm. I made this mistake or, or something happened. Yeah. And so what we'll see is um, obviously QuickBooks doesn't recognize that as something that's a potential match to the invoice mm-hmm. when that $90 comes through the deposit. So in that case, would you recommend changing the invoice and discounting it by $10 so that the deposit would match the invoice? Or is there a better way to match, um, you know, a, a, a discrepancy of payment to an invoice when you want to totally close it out? 
You want there to be some kind of trail when you match it to the invoice. So typically the best way to go about it is to void the invoice and create another so that it's completely clear that the client received the correct updated invoice. Okay. Um, sometimes what we'll have to do is we will have to go record discrepancies and it's just a little more uh, messy, but it's always better to just void copy. You can copy the invoice, void the change. old one, okay. and update it to the new numbers and put in the notes, updated on this date per verbal agreement or per text message or whatever it is. Okay. And couldn't you also go in and just put a discount on that invoice? So in Nick's example, it was a $100 invoice. Mm-hmm. You wanted to take off $10. You could just put a dollar discount on that invoice and it'll change the amount due to the 90 Yeah, you can put a dollar discount or a percentage discount or whatever it may be. Okay. As long as it matches the payment coming through the bank. But ultimately, you, you do want to, in some way, update the invoice to make yes. sure it's matching your, your total deposits that you will be receiving. Exactly. So, yeah. So, that kind of wraps up in, invoices and revenue. We could go a long time about that. But that's the basics you want um, to make sure revenue is reconciled. Make sure your accounts receivable isn't going crazy. Make sure your undeposited funds aren't going crazy. And um, and the most effective way to do that as a business owner, when you receive that cash, you mm-hmm. can do it on your phone app. You can do it in your um, desktop, mm-hmm. tablet, however you need to do it. When somebody pays you, just do plus, receive payment, apply it to the invoice, and then it the work is done. Yeah, It doesn't take a long time, and it's way quicker than the back and forth with us trying to figure out who's paid what. Mm-hmm. And one one thing I'll add is when you when you do plus receive payment, if you're getting paid with a check or with cash, you know, that's being handed to you and it hasn't actually been deposited to the bank account, you want to make sure that the uh, account you're receiving the payment to is undeposited funds, correct? Mm-hmm. That's correct. And can you just explain what undeposited funds is? Undeposited funds, it can sound a little misleading, um, but basically it just means you haven't matched it to the bank feed yet. So if someone puts a check in your hand, you haven't put that in the bank. So if you receive payment and put undeposited funds, it pops up on QuickBooks like you should be receiving that money soon, but it won't actually put it in your bank balance on the balance sheet. And you don't want an overstated bank statement unless it's you know the true number because so what could happen is you could receive a check in your hand on december 31st mm-hmm. but it, and, and you have every intention of it being deposited to your checking account right however if you plus receive payment to the checking account quickbooks immediately post that balance to right. your checking account but then if it gets deposited on january 1st mm-hmm. well then really um that's the date it's hitting that checking account and you don't want to overstate um, your balance sheet checking account on December 31st. Right. And you know, another reason to put it into undeposited funds is like, like if we're being realistic, you're not just handed one check a week. Um, You're probably handed a $50 check here, a $200 check here, a $200 check here. So you want to put all of those to undeposited funds. And then when you hand them into the bank, they're all going to come through at the same time. They're going to come through as a lump sum. And so if you have them, um, straight to the bank feed, it's really difficult to reconcile those. But if you have it to undeposited funds, um, you can check them all at once. So I'll just do a little example of that. So say say I am deposited these three all at the same time, 
and my deposit's going to be $2,117. I can check all of them and then save and close this to the checking account so that it will end up matching. Right. But if I have them all recorded to the checking account already, um, it'll take a lot more workaround yes. to make them match. <laughs> because your bank is going to show us $2,117.52 mm-hmm. came through as one deposit mm-hmm. and we'll be able to match it to this deposit slip. Yes. Where and if, right. if you had all the, these individual payments and it came through, we see, see something coming through the bank is $2,000 mm-hmm. and you have these three checks, we can't match those. Right. Yes, because oftentimes it's 20 checks, you mm-hmm. know? And so if, if your bank account has one big deposit for $35,000, mm-hmm. but in QuickBooks, you've said that your bank account is going to have 20 deposits that add up to the 35, QuickBooks doesn't know, and, and neither does your bookkeeper, they don't know that those match. And so that's why it's very important to do, to undeposited funds when you receive the payment, and then plus bank deposit, and match every check that's going to be in the deposit. And that way it'll mm-hmm. get matched correctly. Yes. So let's just walk through what receiving payments looks like and them getting put into undeposited funds and that process. So for example, this 868.15 came in on April 3rd and I have the deposit slip in front of me. Um, I have three payments and so I'm gonna show you what that looks like. So I'm gonna go here to my open invoices. And the first payment I have is $239 from Amy. So here's Amy's bird sanctuary and she owes the 239. So I'm gonna receive payment. And I received all of these on April 3rd, just for example's sake. So I, she handed me a check on the third for check number one, two, three, five. And I'm depositing it to undeposited funds because it hasn't hit your bank account. And then you hit save and close. So now we have that one. The other deposit is $450 from John Melton. So he has 450 due. That'll close out his account, receive payment. It actually auto-populates the amount they owe. So that's good. 450, he gave me check number 2504. Payment method, you can put check. And then... Deposit to undeposited funds on April 3rd. Dates are important. Reference numbers are important. And amount received, super important. Save and close. Okay, and then the last one is the difference of 179.15 from Travis. So Travis Waldron, he's still going to owe some money. So this one will be a little different. He handed me a check on April 3rd. Check 5555. Deposit to undeposited funds, and he only wrote a check for this weird amount of one seventy nine fifteen, and so that auto populates down here. He has an open balance of four fourteen, but we're only getting one seventy nine amount received up here. One basically should just say one seventy nine everywhere, and then save and close. Okay, now we go to the banking. It still doesn't match. 868.15, because we haven't done the final step, which is the actual deposit that clears the bank. You, in order to record that deposit, you're going to go to plus new, bank deposit, 
And we're going to select those three payments. So the 239 from Amy, the 450 which is right here from John, and then the 179.15 from Travis. And now selected payments total you can see down here is 868.15 and we received them on April 3rd like this says. And we're just going to hit save and close. And now we should see a match right there. April 3rd, match deposit of the exact amount. And when you click match, now everything is tied together. And if I go back to, to the bank deposit, it doesn't have any of those payments listed because it's already been deposited into the bank and we've recorded it properly. So the 868.15 we should see in the check register now that it's not in the bank feed. So it has this little, here it is, and it says split because we matched it to multiple undeposited funds. So you can see the three payments right there. It says cleared because we actually did code it from the bank register. And then this little green thing means it came from the bank feed, which is in this banking tab. If it didn't have the little green thing there, um, that would just mean that you entered it a different way. Well, that about wraps up this episode today where we talked about the correct way to recognize revenue in QuickBooks Online. If you have any more questions about the process or any other questions uh, things that you're struggling with in QuickBooks, please do reach out to us, leave a comment on this video. Let us know what you'd love to see in the future. And thanks so much again for tuning in. Thanks guys.